All right, what's going on? Welcome back to the Insight with Irv Show. Today's episode is one that I think is so underrated because we have some people that feel like they don't necessarily fit in the box of who a leader is or what a leader does. And then we have other people that think they're, that they're actually entitled to be a leader. So I wanted to really take this episode right here to really break down three attractive qualities of what a good leader is or really three qualities that attract someone to good leadership. Now, I've seen just about every leader that I've studied across the board from uh, ancient leaders to leaders of the new world to leaders in business, leaders of religious organizations, uh, leaders in sports teams. They all have these three qualities that we're going to be breaking down here in this episode uh, because again I think that this is something that we all need to really keep an eye on especially as you step into a leadership outside of your home because look at the end of the day whether you think you're a leader or you think maybe you don't serve a leadership role I'm here to tell you that you actually do you're a leader in your home uh, you're possibly a leader to your kids you are a, maybe a leader in your relationships in your social groups or maybe in uh, your marriage you have a leadership role somewhere in your life and these three qualities right here that we're about to get into is going to help you become the pretty much the leader that you've been designed to be whether you know it or you have yet to discover it so let's go ahead and break down the first role of a good leader or that attractive aspect of a good leader that just really has people in awe that just makes them feel like okay this is the person this is the man or this is the woman that i want to work with this is the person that i want to work for this is a person that i want to collaborate with and good leaders and attractive leaders have a game plan they're always five to six steps ahead of their current move meaning if you right now are in the position where you've already started a business and you already are, are on your third hire, then odds are if you're a good leader, you already have, not that you necessarily know what's going to happen, but you at least already have the five steps laid out. Okay, after this hire right here, I know that we are going to go after this product launch. When we had this product launch right here, I know that we are going to, going to go into this type of marketing. When I had this type of marketing right here, I know that we are going to roll out this type of campaign. We had this campaign right here, we are then going to have, we're then going to have enough capital to, uh, to raise to then introduce our new line. When we have that new line, we can now open up and branch out into a new, let's say market, a new segment or, a new, or in a new part of the world or maybe bring on five or six new hires to then bring on the capacity or now that we have enough capacity to bring them on. You see how that all started from being here. Here's the, here's the issue with people that lack good leadership is they wait for something to happen before they actually re respond to it. They're always in a reactive mode rather than a response mode. And part of being an attractive leader that people want to you know, gather around is they're, they're, they're kind of anticipatory or, yeah, I think that's how you say anticipatory, where they anticipate what's going to happen before it even happens. Uh, kind of like if you're ever playing a sport and you think the ball is going to, let's say, uh, go to the rim this way, so let me wait under the basket here because once it bounces off the rim, I'll go ahead and be here. I was watching the documentary, which I absolutely love, by the way. It's that 
um, Michael Jordan documentary, The Last Season, where they document the last season that the Chicago Bulls, the championship team won. It was the last season that Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, um, and Dennis Rodman were all together. And there's a part in that video, or part in that series rather, that Dennis Rodman says something so interesting. And obviously I think we've all seen memes about it, but he's really the best rebounder in the game. One of the best offensive players, right? And he starts talking about what made him such a good defender and a good rebounder in his, in his position is that he would have people around him shoot the basket, right? And miss on purpose or rather miss and he would kind of camp out. So he would start to study if the ball rotates this way when this person shoots, it's gonna go here. Or if the, this person shoots from there with a defender in front of them, it's gonna go here. So he said a lot of people were always trying to see and react to where the ball was possibly going. I already knew where it was going. I was already anticipating where it was going because I had I had a game plan for each every, every each and every single shot, the, the rotation, the angle, the speed. And a lot of it has and a lot of this also ties back into the way that you run your leadership and your organization because let's be honest here. Real leadership starts where others stop. If you've noticed someone that's a good leader, you'll often see that they'll they'll push someone or they'll allow someone to kind of exert all of their energy, all of their resources before real leadership steps in and actually starts to either take control of the situation or a really good leader starts to empower the other people to put control back into their hands. I'm not a big fan of leadership being someone that's constantly in your face. I'm not a big fan of someone that's always there kind of having to cheer you on. I'm not a big fan of the leadership uh, of someone that always has to step in and kind of pick up the slack for you because one was that what that ends up doing is that that ends up building a weak group, a weak team and a weak organization. Again, going back to sports because I think that sports plays such a key role in a way that we can all understand leadership, specifically basketball. Oftentimes when a team is losing, even if let's say the star athlete scores 50, 60, 70 points, we've still seen games where that team ends up losing. And the reason for that is because there wasn't enough involvement with the teammates, AKA people in your organization, AKA people in your relationship. This is why if let's say you're again leading your marriage or again, you're leading your social groups um, of people that you obviously decide to associate with and you're the only one that's bringing something to the table and you're the only one that's uh, you know talking about investments and you're the only one that's talking about how you guys can communicate better and you're the only one that's even attempting to kind of bring solutions, that's going to not only wear you out, but that's also going to cause resentment in other people because it's going to make them feel less than since they're not putting in as much effort or energy as you are. This is why a good leader, number two, is solid, yet they are flexible. This right here is key because as a leader, you have to be in a place where you are humble enough to understand that you know nothing, but also you have to trust yourself enough to know that what you are talking about, you understand at a high level. So there's a constant wane, a constant back and forth, a constant seesaw between, I want to remain humble as a good leader, understand that there is room for me to grow, 
But on the other side of that, I also know what the heck I'm talking about. And I know that, that we've ran enough tests and I know that we've uh, done enough training and I know that I've read enough books and I know that I've had enough experiences that look just like that moment that I just finished going through. I'm able to identify this right here, but also know that there is something that I can learn from this situation, which is what attracts people to a good leader. Someone who not only has a good game plan, but someone who is willing to listen and someone who is humble because they are able to learn from the leader, but they also know that they may bring something to the table that that specific leader may not know about. You see, a leader doesn't necessarily doesn't necessarily hire someone to kind of applaud them because they've built this, you know, uh, business or applaud them because they built this organization or applaud them because they're a great speaker or a great influencer. But a great leader also knows that they have to put people around them that watch out for their blind spots. This is why you have multiple mirrors within a vehicle. You don't just have the you don't just have the rear view mirror, you don't just have the side mirrors. You have multiple mirrors. And then if you are in a more advanced vehicle, then you have sensors around the car. This means that sometimes when you are dealing with people, you may have people around you that don't necessarily see as well as you do, but they are able to sense a lot better than you can. And so these are the type of people, the type of people that you want to have around you and your group and your organization and around your mastermind, because now you guys are able to bring way more to the table. And now you guys are able to build something far greater than what you were able to do alone. But this all comes by attracting people through your humbleness, meaning you are able to, uh, to still listen and you are still willing to learn because the moment that the teacher stops being a student, he becomes irrelevant and that is true for sports that is true for parenting that is true for uh the, the role of an influencer that is true for the role of an investor the minute that you stop learning and the minute that you think you know it all is the minute that you lose it all so uh we have our third one here and before we get into that i want to thank our sponsors of this episode which is going to be me. If you guys haven't done so already, and if you are looking to uh, build up your credits, and if you are looking to get some more behind the scenes tools and resources to make sure that you get your money right, to make sure that you get your credit right, and to make sure that you are continuing to build multiple streams of income, then make sure to check out the irvofficial.com website where we have in there uh, access to our exclusive group, as well as credit cleaning bundles that you are able to use so that you can clean your credits at your own pace. Now, with that out of the way, let's go ahead and segment into the third and final characteristic that really makes a good leader. One that I think a lot of people had to step into in 2020. A lot of people weren't expecting for what occurred in 2020, uh, but it did. And a lot of people were kind of caught swimming with their uh, with their trunks below their waist or were kind of caught swimming without actually uh, having any trunks on. Right? I think it's the way that Warren Buffett says it. And that's going to be having the ability to adapt. You have to be able to adapt before you can adopt. You have to be able to adapt to a situation before you can actually adopt what it's teaching you and where you pivot and where you go from there. Uh, there's going to be some times and some seasons in your life where you are trying to take on a certain thing or you're trying to finish a certain project or you're trying to, let's say, uh, finish up, finish off a piece 
with maybe an old strategy and that may not necessarily work especially with the way that things are evolving and the way that things are changing as an attractive leader you have to continually evolve as as an evolving leader you have to continually be fed above the level or more greater than the people that you are feeding so if i am looking to let's say pour out to a group or if i'm looking to bring on five six seven eight mentees I can't just be one step ahead of them because after two or three lessons or after two or three, let's say, uh, times with me, that's it. They're going to be gone and there's really nothing else that I can dish out to them. And you want whoever you're mentoring to obviously outgrow you and where you are. You want someone to leave a legacy too. You want to be able to step away from something and it's still continue to function without your presence being there. But if you're only one step ahead of whatever you are doing, and if you're not willing to adapt to whatever, let's say there's a curveball or a wrench thrown into the equation that you weren't expecting then that's the minute that the whole infrastructure just kind of crumbles before your eyes so what you want to do is you want to always have that game plan in place where are we headed what are we looking like in the next year um, if this tanks where do we go from here if everything gets stripped away what do i have left uh, if i bring on this new hire or if we or, or if we put out this new product and it flops what are the next five steps that we have to take am i willing to listen to my team am i willing to adapt to what's being to the to the lesson that's in front of me where do we go from here is a question already uh, strong leaders and this is really the last one strong leaders are always asking always asking good questions they're never coming from an angle or from a space of always directing something to someone they're always asking why is this why is this here what does this have to do with what we're doing? What can we do better? Why are we not doing better? How long have we been performing like this? When do we think we'll be able to adapt into something new? You see how these are all different types of questions and you can play around with the questions. It can be a what, it can be the why, it can be the how, it can be the when, it can be the who. Who do we need to bring on now to fulfill this role in order for us to get to that next level? When you are put in a place where you are constantly asking questions rather than always giving the answers to the questions, you start to discover more things about you and more things about what you're running and more things about people around you than when you were just telling people what they what you think they should do or pointing at what you th where you think they should be. So leadership is one of those things that I think, again, I, I hold near and dear to my heart. Uh, just because I think that everyone holds a certain level of accountability with leadership in their household, whether it's again in their marriage, in their relationship, or in their uh, business groups or social standings. It doesn't matter who you are, how old you are, somebody somewhere is a leader to a certain extent. So if you found value in this content, make sure to hit the subscribe button down below if you're checking us out over on the Inside with Earth podcast YouTube channel, or if you're listening to us over on Spotify or even uh, over on Apple, make sure to go ahead and hit that subscribe button down below and give us and consider giving us a five-star rating because it does help this information and this content get pushed out in front of more people. Once again, I appreciate you guys watching. I have been your host this entire episode, Irvin Pena, but you probably know me as Irv Official. Until next time, everyone, I will see you in the next episode.